You are listening to Yoga Boss, episode 132. Welcome to the Yoga Boss podcast. Do you feel like you were meant to have a successful career in the yoga industry? Like you got into this industry to truly help your students, but you're struggling to actually make money? Or you know that marketing your business is essential, but don't know how to make it intentional and effective for you. Maybe you have already had some success, but you're ready to scale to multiple six figures. Building a profitable yoga business is less complicated and easier than you know. It takes business strategy and a yoga boss mindset. When you are ready to work on your business instead of in it, this is the podcast for you. Now your host, Jackie Murphy, the business coach just for yoga teachers. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Yoga Boss. I am Jackie Murphy. How are you doing? Doing well? So over the next four weeks, you are going to hear from four of my clients who have been inside the Profitable Yoga Boss group for the last four months. It's a lot of fours. These clients have amazing stories They have learned a lot in their business. They have had a lot of wins. They share a lot of insight for how you can have success in your business. And I wanted to bring their stories to you. Over the next four weeks, you'll kind of get a sense of what it's like to be inside the Profitable Yoga Boss group and what is possible when you decide to say yes to yourself and commit to your business and invest in the Profitable Yoga Boss group. Listen, you should join the Profitable Yoga Boss group on August 12th. We are going to start this next round of the Profitable Yoga Boss group with the 3K in 30 day challenge. This is a very loving, structured challenge that's meant to help you kind of get that push and momentum into your business and in and fuse some cash into your business right away. So we're starting the next group with the 3K and 30-day challenge. There are also so many bonuses inside the Profitable Yoga Boss Group member portal. You get bonuses like the business goal setting workshop. You get bonuses that include the profit flow workshop, how to sell anything in your business. All of that is inside the member portal. You also are going to have access to a weekly group coaching call where you're going to take the philosophy and the processes that I teach inside the Profitable Yoga Boss group and you're going to put it into action, implement it, apply what you've learned, and then get coached on anything that's holding you back or anything you have questions about. This is where you get to ask your specific questions and then get coaching so that you walk away with clarity from every single call and you master the mindset of a yoga boss. You really learn how to think like a CEO within those group coaching calls. Also, you get the other humans in the group. The Profitable Yoga Boss group is a group for a reason. We are a group of yoga teachers, studio owners, wellness practitioners. However you identify, you are meant to be in this group and you belong in this group. So when you have this group support, it makes it easier for your brain to imagine 
your own success because you're in a safe environment. You're supported by everyone else in the group and it makes it easier for all of us to achieve what we want to achieve in our businesses when we have that support behind us. A lot of my clients end up working together and collaborating or having beautiful friendships outside of the group. This is your ride or dies when it comes to building your business and creating a profitable career from your passion for life for as long as you want. The other thing that's really special about the Profitable Yoga Boss group is I do my darndest (laughs) to create a culture of celebrating and encouraging you in your business. We will celebrate all of the financial wins. We will celebrate every single dollar in your business. But more than that, we are going to celebrate when you have clarity around your offer, when you feel confident making an invitation for someone to buy from you, when you've decided to put yourself out there in a new way and meet more people. All of those are huge wins in businesses. And we celebrate those just as much as we celebrate the money that comes into your business. Because listen, if you don't love the business that you have now, if you aren't celebrating now, making money isn't going to solve that. Finally, everyone who joins the Profitable Yoga Boss Group this round will get the Profitable Yoga Boss Group workbook mailed to them. So printed workbook mailed to you, designed to help you coach yourself to think like a CEO every day. It has a little task box to keep you on task and doing the things that actually make you money in your business every single day. You will join on August 12th. That's when enrollment opens and you can apply for the group and you can either pay in full or you can select the payment plan. And then we will start the group. You get access to the member portal as soon as you make your payment and calls for this group will start in September, which is perfect timing for the influx of students that happens in the yoga industry in the fall. So take a listen to this episode, hear from the clients who have been in the group. If you have any questions, if you want to reach out, please feel free to do that. You can email me at Jackie at JackieGMurphy.com. I am here to support you as you decide to go all in on your business. Enjoy this client interview and I will talk to you in the next episode. All right, my friends, welcome back to Yoga Boss. I have another client interview for you today, which I know you're going to love. We have Robin Gornicki Davis on the podcast, and she is the founder of Serenity Power Yoga. Robin's passion for yoga and how it has helped her improve her life is why she opened a yoga studio. She believes that everyone deserves yoga and yoga is more than just warrior one or handstand. Yoga is connection with your whole self, mind, body, and spirit. She practices yoga. This is fun. She practices yoga so she can walk upright until the day she dies. Mm -hmm. So she can take a deep breath in spite of having asthma her whole life. And so she can enjoy as much as every day enjoy as much of her life every day as possible. I totally messed up that last sentence, but welcome Robin. Thank you so much for having me, Jackie. I, we were talking before we hit record and both of us are just so excited to talk today. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you here on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So let's just dive right in. 
How'd you find yoga? How did you become a yoga teacher? Tell us the story. Okay. Um, the, the, I think the most important part of this is that I was over 50. Mm. I think that there is a, um, a myth that you have to start yoga young and, or younger and, yeah. and just do it forever. I had a foot injury and had to have surgery. And they told me that I needed to find something that was lower impact. Mm. And that's how I found yoga. Mm. Um, I little did I know that it would be um, my future, my life, my, my breath, everything. It just yeah. is. Um, and I started practicing regularly in the fall of 2016. Because, and I know this because I turned 50 that year mm. and I had my surgery that year. Um, and I ended up t- signing up for teacher training the next, so that was fall of 2016, fall of 2017. I started taking, signed up for teacher training, got certified spring of 2018. Um, and I don't remember my first class. I hear a lot of people say, oh, I remember my first class. Yeah. <laughs> It was so awakening. <laughs> it like was I fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I did. But it was still fantastic. And clearly, I loved it because I opened the studio. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly, it left an impact because here we yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, okay, let's talk a little bit about what was it like to start yoga at 50 years old? Was it because I don't have that experience. I, when, started when I was 15, which I'm so grateful that someone dragged me to class. But I can imagine that just like walking into a yoga class where every body is a skinny white girl, it's kind of like a skinny white young girl. 100%. (laughs) Feel at home? Did you, was it like, how did you overcome that? And that may be why I don't remember my first class. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, but I needed movement and I kept going back and I made, yeah. I made connections with people there and I kept going back. Mm. And at some point I was like, this is so comfortable. Yeah. I feel so much better when I leave. I look forward to coming to class. Yeah. Um, I, I made connections would be the best way I say that yeah. I overcame that. And I say that I taught a class this morning here in the studio and, um, they were all in there. I was sitting out here at the desk and they were all back there just, how's this? How are you doing? And how's that? And I'm like, oh, this is, this is the other part of yoga that I love. Yeah. The community. Community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. So yeah. the other thing I'm reading in your questions that you answered is that you're working on your 500 hour teacher training. I, I didn't mm-hmm. know that. That's so fun. How's it going? It's go, it's going slow because it's a self-paced one. Yeah. Um. And I've kind of, I have not put it on the back burner, but, you know, opening the studio, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then working with you, I have until 20, December of 2023 to complete all my modules. So um, I'm about mm, a quarter of the way through that's and awesome. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. There's no rush. Yeah. yeah it's 100%. so good that you know that. Like I, uh, so many people, you've heard me talk about this, get caught up with once I have this next certification done, then I can open the studio or make the money. And you're like, no, what goes on the back burner is the certification while my business 
operates and runs. Full disclosure, I probably signed up for this for my 500 before I joined Yoga Boss and learned that during Yoga Boss. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I'm a part of the reason you're going at it so slow. (laughs) Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, like I said, I didn't even start yoga until I was 50. So let's just take it slowly. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you're also a life coach. Yes. So, and talk to us about how do you blend the two? Do you integrate coaching into your classes? I, I, I sneakily do. Uh huh. For sure. Mm -hmm. I talk about thoughts, um, and how they affect our movement and what we do in class. And, Mm. um, even today, I called the pose and a lot of them didn't know it. Um, Bird of Paradise. Mm-hmm. And several of them were like, oh, what? So, and they looked at another gal who was doing it. And I said, just everybody stop. Why do you, why don't you think you can do this? Oh. And then we broke it down and three of them did Bird of Paradise for the first time. Mm, that's so cool. Yeah. Because, you know, it's the thoughts, right? I mean, yeah. gosh. Yeah. They will just derail you in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. They'll just stop you before you even try, right. before right. you even get started. Right. So you sneakily integrate it. I love I do. it. Yes. <laughs> okay. I so do. what was the, I know you talked about how much you loved yoga, but what was the drive to open the studio? Like what made you really want to do that? Quit in my eight to five. Yeah. tell us about that um yeah so I am still currently a paralegal for a divorce lawyer I've been doing that job for 26 years Mm. I've been married for 27 years and been a divorce paralegal for 26 years um and it does not align with me anymore yeah and I'm so thankful for what it has done for me but um, uh, it's a time to shift yeah. and and it's time is real soon. Yeah. So it's a big shift. Uh, well, it, it is a big shift. It's a big shift going from super employee mindset. Yeah. To CEO mindset. But that's all I ever knew was employee mindset. Mm-hmm. It's what my parents did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just get in this, in the cycle, Yeah, you just get it. You get a good job and you work there until you can't work anymore. And then you retire. That's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm different. Um, so I wanted, I knew I wanted to have a yoga studio because of, because of the community. I also wanted to have free yoga for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) That works out. (laughs) Right. Um, and uh, the first interview with you, I'll just, I'll never forget it. And I, you're like, I said, I want to open a yoga studio. You're like, cool, when? I said, and this was in the fall of 2021. I said, April 2022. And you're like, why are you waiting? <laughs> like, I don't know. She's like, you like, you do know that January is the biggest time for people to join gyms, yoga studios, da, 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 da. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. Mm, so good yeah. so let's let's kind of go back to that because you are in round two yes. right of your of the yoga boss program so your first 
round started last September, almost a year ago. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So where were you last September? What was your business like? Where were you mentally? Uh, I had no business. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's not true. I've had a, I've had one coaching client, one one one-on-one coaching client for uh, about a year and a half. And I love it. And I knew that's where my life was eventually going. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have access to the tools at that time to, to, to catapult me, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. So I had, I would do pop-up classes. I was working for um, a local studio here. Um, and I just knew I wanted something bigger and more. Yeah. Um, so I had, yeah, when I started, I had no business. Yeah. I remember talking to you on that first consult and you're like, I want a studio. And it it seemed to me like you thought you were telling me this like wild, crazy pipe dream. Like this would be amazing if it happens. And what I heard was like, here's what I want to want for lunch. Like here's the next thing I want. (laughs) So yes, and that's what we need to do though with our with our goals and our thoughts is just make it that matter of fact. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and and it is that matter of fact. I mean, now you're literally people can't see you in the podcast, but you're sitting in the studio. Yeah. that you always wanted. So let's kind of talk about like what was your journey to getting that studio open first and then we'll talk about it growing from there. Like what was the first thing you had to do after deciding that like, oh, maybe I don't have to wait? Uh, figure out a space for sure. Um, I knew that I wanted to be in the space in this area where I am. So I am in a community in Nashville, Tennessee. And um, it's a really tight knit community. The, the little shopping area where I'm at, where I'm in is has some restaurants and things. And I'm like, that's where I need to be there. I have people who walk to class. Mm, that's so nice. Right. And I'm like, I got to be in that space. And it's a mile and a half from my house too. So that's super convenient. Mm-hmm. So my husband, who also has a business in this same shopping center, um, he said, well, let me call the landlord and see what's happening. And if there's anything open. And he called her and she said, you're not going to believe this. We've just had somebody who's done in November. And I think this was in September. This happened. This escalated very quickly. <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> um, and we came over and looked at the space and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's perfect. Yeah. So I signed the lease in November and got the keys. When did I get the keys? It was it was right around Christmas. Mm-hmm. And opened January 15th. <laughs> oh, so crazy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was very fast. Um, but it was like, I can't not now. I put it out in the universe. It's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we spent two weeks painting and we had to we had to move one wall. Um and launched. I mean, January 15th, it, we opened. Mm. Um, we've, I have 20, let me, my members now, 25 members that are paying on my monthly membership. We have one gal who, um, bought a lot, bought a 
a, an annual and we have several people who do our 10 class pack and and we're still growing. I mean, I've had a couple of people drop off, but you know, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I, some of my teachers are more freaked out about it than I am because yeah. I'm like, look, it's the ups and flows of a business. Uh, just in the last three weeks, we've got three new people. Yeah. To sign that up for memberships. Like truly the seat of the CEO or being the leader, right? Like you don't freak out. And of course, your teachers are more worried about it, right? They have the employee mindset where you're like, no, 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 this is okay. This is fine. And I say that it's going to be helpful for people who have studios and have teachers, but it's also helpful for people who are solopreneurs and it's just them in their business because there's a part of your brain that wants to act like the employee and freak out. And you have to lead compassionately that part of your brain to say, wait a second, this is just part of business. It ebbs and flows. 25 members you opened six months ago. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Seven months ago. But I have, I have, I would, I would call it 30 members because I have 25 on the membership, but then I have five on the 10 class pack. On the class packs. So, and we had our first Serenity Power Yoga baby. Oh, um, that's so fun. Yeah. One of our members started, actually came to, this is the best story, and she's going to be in the newsletter. She came to our beginner workshop in February, I think it was. And she was just found out she was pregnant. She's mm-hmm. like, can I do yoga? And I'm like, yes, but talk to your doctor, make sure what you can and cannot do. She came religiously mm-hmm. until the Sunday before the Thursday, she had her little baby. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> and I, of course, was reaching out to her because Something I learned in Yoga Boss is reach out to your members, even if you have a studio. And I just texted her. I said, hey, I'm just checking to see how you guys are doing. And she told me she had the baby. And um, she's like, and I know 100% that yoga helped me through labor. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) And she'd never done yoga before. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we could do a whole podcast on that. (laughs) What yoga is good for labor. That's so cool. So you have this, like the the celebrating the numbers is amazing. And the money that you're making is amazing, but also celebrating that community that you have. That's almost to me, like more important than the money. Obviously we focus on the money in the group, but the sense of community, the sense of confidence that you're describing as you're leading your teachers, like all of that is worth celebrating and acknowledging as well. So what would you say is like, I don't know, this question is like popping into my head, but what would you say is like the unexpected benefit of having the studio? Something you didn't think you were going to enjoy or experience? Unexpected benefit. Hmm. Um. I think I want to say the community is the community showed up better than I imagined it would have so far. Yeah. In what way? Um, They're just, it's a, it's a different community even than, even than I had at the other studios I've worked at. And maybe it's because it's in a neighborhood. I don't know, but um, it's because of you. 
Okay. <laughs> I'll take that. Remember, you create your results. Yeah. This is a result that you created, yeah. right? Like, so how do you think you're building this vibrant? It sounds like a really loving community. So much so. I, when you, I, when they were talking about in one of our classes, we were talking about the follow up calls. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how do I do that in a yoga studio? And I, I've started doing it. When somebody's not around for a couple of weeks, I just send them a text and say, hey, just checking on you. Mm-hmm. And one of the members was like, that was so nice of you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And another fellow who had been out for a minute, he actually showed up yesterday to class. I was like, Adam, I was going to call you today. He's like, you were? I said, yeah, I just want to make sure everything's all right. And he said, that's so cool. Oh, But that's the community I'm building. And yeah. we've started a 6 a.m. Um, text thread accountability with all the members who come to the 6 a.m. class. That's cool. Because yeah. we all know 6 a.m. is tough to make, but we need to make it 6 a.m. Yeah. So we've started this text thread and I'm one of them because oh. I like doing the 6 a.m. that, you know, the community is just texting each other. So, yeah, that's that's an unexpected. I was thinking yeah. about that walking this morning, actually, that the last studio I was at was super awesome. I'm thankful for it. But there was a piece of that community puzzle missing. Mm. And I think that I've, I'm nailing that here. Oh, I love that. That's so yeah. good. I yeah. don't know what article I was just reading, but it was talking about how, especially in a post pandemic world, when people are looking for fitness, they are actually looking for the workout, but they're really looking for the community. Like they're prioritizing that just as much as what they're physically doing. So it's so cool that you're building that naturally. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So you opened in January, you've got this studio going from January to now, what has been your biggest obstacle? What has kind of been the thing that you've had to work through or grow through? I would think it's still, you know, the, the self-confidence in myself. Mm-hmm. Um, to to sell myself in in love. I mean, I do love my offer. I think I have a great offer. I think it's for what you get in the community that you get here. It's a fantastic offer. The still the trying to sell it out that that's just been the most challenging thing for me. Mm-hmm. But I have in the last week reached out to. Uh, three more. I've reached out to the Nashville Zoo <laughs> um, and the community baseball field here. I'm like, let's do a pop-up at this baseball field in the neighborhood. Come yeah. on. Um, and a couple other places. I, I'm I'm 100% more confident than I was when I started. Yeah. But you're still learning how to sell still learning. your offer, which I think is so normal. And it's part of the reason why when you're in the yoga boss group, I really kind of hammer home, have one offer, have one thing, not that you can't have a class pack and a membership, but have one thing that you're focused on selling because it's like a relationship. The longer that you learn to be in relationship with that one offer, the more stable and solid it becomes. So I've sold my same offer for years to the point now where I'm like, I could sell this in my sleep 
And my brain still offers me, we don't know how to sell this, but I have that foundation to kind of fall back on and be like, no, actually I do know how to sell this. So it's like six months in you're six months into a relationship that's going to last, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 years. So it's like, of course there's still new emotions to work through, but you're working through it. You're committed to it. Like, that's what I love to see. It's not like, oh, we're changing our membership discount this, change that, do this, sell this, sell that. Like that's where it gets, it's like serial dating, like where you just get person after person after person, but no depth and connection with your offer. Does that make sense? It makes 100% sense. That's kind of tricky to say (laughs) because, and, and then your members will get confused too. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be like, wait, I just bought that last month for this amount and now it's this amount and this and now it's down to this and then there's that causes confusion for them too. Yeah, and they just opt out. Confusion yes. they'll just opt out. Yes. Okay, so there's kind of four pieces to the yoga boss program. The CEO mindset, learning to think like a yoga boss, marketing, selling and building your aligned brand. What would you say has been most helpful for you? Um I think for me is the, yeah, it's the CEO mindset and the overcoming the imposter syndrome and self-doubt and all of those things that go along with that. Yeah. Because who am I to think that I can be a CEO? Mm. I'm just a yoga studio owner. I'm just a life coach. Mm. That's not a CEO, but I guess it is. Yeah. Um, and in, in becoming more comfortable in that title, mm. which sometimes I walk around the house saying, and my husband looks at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I've been able to put myself out there more on social media yeah, lives and not judge myself for it. This morning I put one out. I don't even know what happened to it. And I sent it anyways. Uh huh. I mean, it got all, it was blurry and weird when I was trying to flip the camera around and I was like, I don't care. It's going out. Yeah. Because it's got value in it. Yes. No matter what it looks like. Yes. Mm. Um, I think that was, that's been the biggest, my, my business concept. I think my niche is for my, for my studio is, is forming itself. Mm-hmm. Um, in my mind. You know, I had I had all these people and da da da. It um and it's turning into a community of midlife people mm-hmm. who just want yoga and not handstands and headstands and twist and you know, they want to come to yoga and check out of the world mm-hmm. and still get a good workout. And a nice meditation sometimes. Oh, and a lavender towel at the end of class. Oh, so nice. Yeah. (laughs) So I was really focused on who I was going to get in here for a while. And then I'm like, it's happening how it's supposed to happen. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. I think the thing with niches, you have to just like start (laughs) and say, this is who I think I may help. But also it is exactly what you're talking about. It evolves as your business grows. And that's even happened for me. And I think 
it's always been yoga teachers, but now I'm much more clear on the type of yoga teacher. And it's usually a she or a woman and they don't have to identify that way, but I'm much more clear on who they are. And it's not something I could have known or even guessed at when I was first getting started. You have to get into it. You have to get working and doing and it becomes clear. Mm-hmm. So let's imagine like there's people who are listening. I, there's kind of people in my head that I'm thinking of two different people. There's someone listening who wants a studio so badly that is terrified to sign that lease. That's like terrified to go for it. What would you tell that person? Go for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just would at this point. And yeah. I heard this, I, I put this in our little, our discussion sheet. And I heard this last week, or I saw it on a t-shirt on American Ninja Warrior. And it said, sometimes you just have to lick the stamp and send it. <laughs> I read I'm that like, and I laughed. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that's yeah. it. Yeah. That's so it. Because if you sit on that letter or whatever it is and think about it, you're not going to send it and mm. you're still in the same place. Yep. I never 10 years ago would have imagined me opening a yoga studio and getting ready to quit a career, retire from, I'm going to mm-hmm. use that, from a career that has taken very good care of me yeah. for a long time. And I have to make that decision for me at this point. So mm-hmm. yeah, just do it. Yeah. Like you have coached us on and you've said several times, what's the worst thing that can happen? Mm-hmm. You do it for six months or a year and it doesn't work and you go back to the job that supported you for 26 years. Yeah. Yeah. Like worst case scenario, you end up probably where you are right now. Yes. With more experience, with some more life yes. experience. Yes. So just do it. Sometimes you got to lick the stamp and send it. It's hilarious. I know. <laughs> it's such a good I was quote. like, that's genius. It's <laughs> amazing. Okay. So the other person I'm thinking about is the person who relates to you already. They already have a studio, it's running, but they aren't making the money that you're making or they're struggling with their teachers, whatever obstacle they're kind of going through. What would you say to the person who has a studio? but doesn't love it. Isn't either seeing the results they want or just doesn't love it. Um, well, that's a good one. What would I say to them? I would, I would ask them to, to go back to their original. Why uh, Why did they do it in the first place? Yeah. Live in that space. Mm-hmm. Don't live in the, how much money am I making space? Mm-hmm. Which is something else I've learned. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I'm doing this. Yes. I'm going to be a successful yoga studio owner. You already are. But I, yes, <laughs> I am. But I also understand the, the way that business is built mm-hmm. and I have in order for my financial end to be successful, my why has to still flourish. Yeah. And my why is a community and the health and the benefits in all of that is is much bigger than the what am I trying to say? The numbers, the day yes. to day, the yes. 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 task that go with the studio. Yes. yes. <laughs> All of that. All yeah. of that. Yeah. So what I really see from you, and I kind of see you 
I've seen you grow in this, in the program. It's, you have a genuine love. And I can even tell on this podcast, people are going to be able to hear it. You have a genuine love for who is showing up in your community. You have a genuine love for your community. You have a genuine love for your studio as it is right now. And because I know you, I know you have goals to grow still. So you're balancing these two things of, yes, we're going to grow. We're going to make more money as a studio or impact's going to grow as a studio. But you also, you're really good at focusing on like, no, no, this one student just had a baby. And like, mm-hmm. she pra- like that is part of, I think, your secret sauce. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah. 100%. Like loving what is in front of you as it is and yeah. growing. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you this. And I don't think I put this in the questions I sent you, but you've done two rounds of the program. We have a few more months of the second round. What's the difference from doing Yoga Boss one time to doing it the second time? It's the same difference as riding a mountain bike the first time and then the second time. (laughs) A little easier. Yeah, yeah, but but you also are going to take a little more chance. Yeah, and do a little more. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's you, you're gonna you're gonna do a little bit more. I've definitely done more the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, I might I probably was in a little bit of overwhelm the first round too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what have I done? What am I doing with that? With combined with opening the studio, first round was a little may have been a little more um, overwhelming for me, for sure. Second round, I've just been like soaking it up. Yes. Yeah. You can take the foundation that you've built the first round and kind of run with it the second round. And you already have the foundation if you do it multiple times to think like a CEO, like that's been taught. So now it's like, what do I want to do? How do I want to think like a CEO? What do I want to play with? That's so cool. Yeah. Okay. The last time I think I've coached you, it might have been a month ago. Yeah. I don't even know. You were deciding to retire. Yes. And I remember you were like, it'll happen in the future soon. <laughs> Correct me if I'm remembering wrong. And I was like, no, no, let's pick a date. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's what you do to me. <laughs> Just pick a date. In the future, I'll open a studio. I'm like, no, now. Yeah. In the future, I'll quit. Nope. Pick yeah. a date. Why or how do you know? Because there's going to be so many people listening who are in your boat. They've got their business and they've got their full time job. So, how do you know that it's time? Because I am not all in at either place. Mm, you're like straddling both. I am straddling. Yeah. And I am. While I'm at eight to five, I want to be in yoga. Yeah. Not vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's why I know it's time. And mm-hmm. I know we picked the September 6th date, but it might happen next week. Ah, what? <laughs> <laughs> I read something somewhere about, and it said uh, something along the lines of have the hard conversation. Because the longer it sits in you, the harder it's to have and the more it damages you inside. Oh, so true. Which is, it's really funny you say that. So I work with a coach and she talked about this analogy this week in our call. 
She's like, you can either stand under a muddy bucket of water and let it drip on you every day for months, or you can just like take on the whole bucket at one time, ice bucket challenge style, get it over with, change your clothes, move on. It's the same idea of like, yeah. what was it? Like the stamp and send it. Yeah. Like the stamp and send it. Yep. Yeah. So I that's like that the, one too. the theme of this podcast, right? You can either delay the discomfort which is still uncomfortable yeah. or you can be willing to take on the discomfort and see what happens. So it sounds like you're at the point where you're willing. Yes. And capable. Yes. So exciting. Are you excited? So ready. I'm, I am. I'm so ready. I'm so my husband and I have had a lot of, a lot of walks and talks about it. And Um, he's like, he, he's all in. He's like, I need you at the restaurant too. So come on, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Come on over here. And I think, I don't correct me if I'm wrong, but if you had quit, let's say last November, when you signed your lease, it might have made your first year, not even your first year of business a bit more rocky. Like why, how did it support you to have both for a little while? Well, yeah, definitely financially supported me mm-hmm. us and gave me that um se- that security net knowing that I've got that at home and this is still taking care of all the household stuff um I don't have to worry about that I can focus on the business yeah. for yeah. sure so it yeah. was like your investor essentially yes. this yes. job was your investor for your business yes. and I say that to remind people listening that like it's not better to quit your job and go into your business. You can do both until you're comfortable stepping away. There's not one right way to transition from employee to entrepreneur. You just have to find the way that's going to support you the best. Yeah. So let's think about like one of the things that you said at the very beginning of the podcast, and I'm not even sure because Brooke Castillo, who I trained with at the life coach school, I know you know mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. She just put up a reel recently, and it, you reminded me of it when you were saying, "Who am I to do this? I've always yeah. been the employee. My parents were the employee. This is what I learned." And she put up a reel that was like, "If we only did what the people before us thought was possible, we'd still be living in caves." Did you see? I it? saw it. I yeah. saw it. I was like, "Oh my gosh." right? Yes. It's so true. Like if we have only, if we only did what we were taught, there'd be no innovation or invention. And so I see that in your story as I was taught this and I've done this for 26 years, you said. Yeah. Yeah. But it's my time to question like, what is possible for me if I go outside of that? So where do you imagine yourself I don't know. Let's do like five years from now. Oh, I thought you were going to say next summer when I take a month off and go camping. That sounds amazing too. <laughs> um, five years. Um, I envision that I will be full-time life coach by then. Mm-hmm. And that I will have a full-time studio manager running oh. the studio. Amazing. Um. And my husband uh, as well will have a full-time person running the restaurant and or it might be sold by then. Just mm-hmm. And that we have our RV and we're traveling and I'm remote coaching people. And yeah, 
the studio's running, the community's yeah. thriving. Yes. And you're living your best life. Amen. That's amazing. Sounds like a great vision. It is. Start writing down those processes now for that manager. <laughs> Write down everything you're doing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay. Amazing. We'll start to wrap this up because I know it's about time. So what would you tell like anyone listening, whether they have a studio or not, what's like the nugget of information that you'd want to leave or a little drop of wisdom for them? Don't have any regrets. Mm. Just don't. Um, If you want to try something, try it. That's something else that I keep talking about to myself, talk to myself a lot, (laughs) is that if I'm going to work for 10 more years, yeah, 15 more years, whatever it is, as we seem to be working later into life. Mm-hmm. I want it to be something that is fully aligned with me. Mm. That feels good in my body. Um, so yeah, don't have any regrets. If there's something out there you want to try, do it. Yeah. Don't, don't be 85 and say, I wish I would have fill in the blank. Mm. I can't imagine. Right. Yeah. Getting to that point and saying, well, shoot, time's up. Yeah. Because time's not up now. So go out there, do the thing. Don't have any regrets. And have fun. Yeah. Make <laughs> have it some fun. fun. Yeah, yeah. Have some fun along the way. Yes. So good. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. We will link all of this in the show notes, but tell people where they can find you, how they can connect with you. Sure. So on Instagram, it's Serenity Power Yoga. and Facebook is Serenity Power Yoga. Uh, website, serenitypoweryoga.com. <laughs> Super easy. Um, and email is hello at serenitypoweryoga.com. Perfect. Easy and peasy. If they're in Nashville or visiting Nashville, come take class. Yes, come take class. And if you're not in Nashville, all my classes are virtual too. Amazing. Yeah. All of them are available. It didn't, I'm like, this doesn't cost me any more money. Why would I not do it? Yeah. 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 So yeah. Check us out. Yeah. It's something I was going to mention in this podcast that I forgot was your name change. Remember when you had to switch your studio name? Oh yes. Yes. (laughs) Worked out how it was supposed to. Worked out exactly how it was supposed to. One of the things that happens in business, right? You just roll with it. Yeah. (laughs) And now I can't imagine any other logo or any other name. Nope. Worked out exactly how it was supposed to. (laughs) Amazing. All right, Robin, thank you so much for being here. Everyone, I will talk to you in the next episode and go check Robin out. See ya.